0: Welcome to episode two, season five of Weekend at Crombies, where we shall learn the secret of Rowan Inish. Welcome to Weekend at Crombies. I'm Hugh. I've no idea of the future, but I can see the past quite well and the present if the weather's clear. (laughs) And I'm Dr. James Evans, Esquire. Can I sell you some fish, ma'am?
1: Very good. <laughs> I teetered on the brink of a bad Irish accent there, didn't I? Yes, I was teetering. We should say, I,
0: I, I guess, yeah. the tr- trigger warning anyone who's moved by bad Irish accents, we are trying our best not to do it. But the uh, the having just seen The Secret of Roan Inish, the, uh, the, the Blarney is rich within our veins. Yeah, but yeah, Hugh
1: says that not just because we like doing bad Irish accents, we watched an Irish film.
0: <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, we, let, let let take us off. Take us off. What what is the secret of Ronanis, James? Oh well, Crikey! As um as
1: tradition befits you, I will obviously hand over to you at some point very soon to take to take the reins with the plot. Um, but we begin the story in 1946. Um, we are following uh, a young girl by the name of Fiona. Fiona. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very charming. In your inner Jerry Adams. There. Very nice. Um. <laughs> she she is a uh, she's a, a young girl who has very recently lost her mum yeah actual the, the, the start of the film is um, it's a series of kind of interlinked flashbacks and and kind of um current moments that are being filmed she's she's seen on a on a boat on a ship then she's seen wandering through the street have I
0: got this right <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much she's she, she's on a voyage to, back to I discover <laughs> but it's Not quite a literally. literally. Yes, it's a. It, she's a, she's being sent back to um, her grandparents, and we find out the reason why is firstly that her mother died, and her father and her brothers moved to Donegal to take work in the city, but then. Um, She's seen, kind of, wandering through to see her dad in the pub where he's kind of nursing his pint of Guinness and his uh, pipe, and uh, it's, she is discussed as in, you know, this, she, um, yeah, this She's girl, not spoken
1: to, is she? She's spoken about.
0: She's spoken above, really, literally above, because we get everything yeah. from her point of view. Her eyes are peeping over the top of the bar, and we don't see any grown-ups. We see their hands on the pints, and we see them pulling uh, drinks and this kind of stuff. And we see, we hear all these voices saying, you know, this poor wee girl is uh, is is wasting away in the city. She's look, she's look, she grew up in a tin box. She needs to go to the countryside. She needs to go to a to her grandparents and so very quickly she's sent off back to her grandparents so off to this fishing village where um, Hugh and Tess Keneally her grandparents live um, and are delighted to take her in Um, Just, just for the listener who's not seen the film
1: if you could imagine what Hugh and Tess Keneally look like You've got it right.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hugh Keneally is, is an old fisherman with a beard and a pipe and a flat cap and a, and a rich voice that was always telling stories. And, uh, yeah. and Tess Keneally is, is a matronly grandmother who is only happy when she's feeding people. <laughs> yeah, she's a feeder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think sure it's fair that... to say also that Hugh, you have now
1: taken over and taken the reins of the plot, I... which I am very grateful for
0: like a friendly seal i am now nudging the uh, the little boat that <laughs> yeah. is our podcast in the right direction before it goes adrift on the waters is never seen again <laughs> oh dear. uh so um again yeah they she's made very welcome they're lovely they're lovely grandparents um we meet also her cousin um what was name? amon um Eamon that's right Eamon. Yeah, Eamon, yep. yeah who's kind okay of, um about uh, five years her senior um but kind of twixt twixt manhood and boyhood In sort of he's he's uh,
1: is it, is it worth describing what Fiona looks like? She's she, she's a um, she's a she is a bit of a wisp, isn't she? But she's got that kind of windswept looking face, very skinny, uh, long, very bright blonde hair. Um, yeah, not braided. Not yeah, not all over the yeah, place. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: huge eyes taking things, and pretty much utterly undaunted by anything she takes. Yeah, her. yeah, she's she's, not, so. she's scared of nothing and intimidated by nothing. She wants to learn everything. Um, obviously mostly actually about the place she's because there's this where she's gone back to is her heritage. She used to live uh, around in, on the island near this this mainland sh- um, harbour. And in fact, this island was called Rowan Inish, where all the Keneally clan lived until mm. they evacuated. I think there was talk saying the war came and they evacuated. I'm sure that it was, I think it was to get, because work was coming and they, and they had to go yeah. to big cities to do work. So yeah, that's right. I
1: mean, it's actually, a tr- yeah, it a, it's a true story, not, not Rowan Inish necessarily, but yeah. there was a lot of evacuation of isolated islands in the Orkneys and off the west coast of Ireland as well around that time for economic reasons.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, again, because, of course, this is uh, the Republic of Ireland. So it you know, d- yeah. didn't participate in the Second World War. But, no. the, but the kind of the social effects of this, this the war is felt yeah. and, and quite keenly so. Um, but she sees the island of Romanish, but this is you know something that only a Keneally can see first off. And so grandfather sits down and tells what is the first of many tales as as Fiona essentially discovers um the family history. Um, and the first one is he is a storyteller, isn't he? I think. He is a great storyteller. Yeah. He's literally sitting. He's sitting in the fire. He's you know he's glowing in his face. He's tapping his pipe out, and he's loving it. Isn't he? he's, and he's he's got a he's got a good knack for for spinning a yarn. When he talk, talks of his you know his father's father's father, whose name was Sean <laughs> Michael, who um. He, this was back in the days when the English dominated Ireland, and they were trying to stamp out the language, um, the Irish Gaelic. So. Uh... Shawn Michaels, when he was a, a boy, was sent to school because he had apparently a good brain and was hopeful he would he would make something of himself, but he was caught speaking Gaelic and made to wear this collar, which would uh, encourage all the children to mock him for being an eejit, um, and he, uh, he bore it as long as he could, which in this flashback is two seconds, <laughs> before he throws it off and beats yeah. his teacher mercilessly for putting on him, and basically tells his dad, you yeah, know, if you send me back, you'll have to kill me, um, so he doesn't go back, um, Again, it's 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 strong stuff. This this whole kind of you know it stamping is, yeah. out the culture, and um, well, it's, and it's
1: true as well, isn't it? The yeah, English yeah, yeah. were
0: bastards, <laughs> <laughs> still are. Well, we we've we've uh, got all the other history here with the, the Welsh not where Welsh schools. Um, you could caught speaking Welsh, you had to wear the knot around your neck, and then you were, really? were chained at the end of the day. So, I mean, I'd like to think if I'd lived in those times, um, and I'd been You'd caught, spoken English, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, no, I, I thought had I been caught, I would have you know used every wiles and conniving to get someone else to speak Welsh before the end of the day because it's not about yeah. getting caught it's about who's holding the potato at the end of the yeah, day yeah that's so clear, you it? know yeah. so i think i'd be like that german officer in the great escape it's like you know good luck and as uh, i said thank you it was like welsh not get him on him <laughs> i probably would have been loathed by my classmates but you know yeah. they never would have got me <laughs> exactly yeah
1: you'd <laughs> have been um, hated but
0: <laughs> hated but uncaned. <laughs> and so in the end who's the winner <laughs> 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 uh, but we digress. Uh, so uh, Sean Michael, um, having rejected kind of the, the land life, is now going to sea with all his brothers and his father. Um, but his, the, the the a storm blows up and capsizes. Everybody and uh, and again, basically, this this just thing the grandfather says. An experienced mariner, when he's thrown overboard, will just take his his draught of seawater and sink to the bottom because he knows it's no good trying to fight it. He may as well just drown, and get it over with. Rather it suffer. Out, yeah, get it over with, yeah. Um, but Sean Sean Michael um, basically yeah. <laughs> just beats the living hell out of the sea. It's like he kicks and he punches the sea. Uh,
1: that sounds like something. Sounds like something that Dwayne the Rock Johnson would do in a new yeah. movie. It's like just beats just beat fight- the living daylight out of the sea. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a wonderful <laughs> image. Clearly, yeah, he's, Sean Michael is fighting. For his life, but the idea yeah. that he's just having a go at the sea until the <laughs> sea says no, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, he's washed me. Yeah. And he's washed Shaw and he's actually revived by these these, these kindly uh um, villagers and but the moral of this is that, that A that Shawn Michael is the, the only one who can carry on the Keneally line, so it all begins really from him. He is the mm. the, the, the yes, progenitor They've
1: all the K- they've K- all they've all drowned.
0: Yeah, so he's he's the last and indeed now the first Keneally. Uh, all the Keneally's are descended from Shawn Michael, but he's also saying, you know, it's it's a it's can be a bad omen to, to for the you know, to take what the sea, to give back what the sea has taken, basically. Mm. So if you've you denied the sea, um, the Canellis, it's implied, will have this relationship with the sea forevermore. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
1: um, deny the sea.
0: And and so uh, we we carry on. You know, the next day, um, we Fiona was going down to help her grandfather um tar the boat, uh, and and lo and behold, we get another story. Uh, so <laughs> we yeah. Uh, well, well,
1: this sure Michael is is um, revived, isn't he? Through. He's, he's told, he's, oh, actually, is this the next day? This is the next day, yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I don't describe the plot. Although,
0: yeah. well, actually, there, there is a quite a funny moment, and um, it's, it's quite, Got to be deliberately funny. That um, uh, as they all, you know, they all go to bed. You know, Fiona goes to bed with a head full of tails, and um, and Tess is, is like, "Oh, you stupid, superstitious old man! A lot of yeah. nonsense." And then she puts the uh, the logs in the fire and goes, "Bless you, baby Jesus!" <laughs> yeah. I lay down this this, this trilogy as, as the <laughs> oh, Holy <it's> man. very <laughs> deliberate. She yeah, she gives through. a blessing that
1: she she prays as yeah. a prayer, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, utterly without without uh, self-reference. But clearly, yeah. the film is is quite ironic with that. But, yeah. Thank you. yeah <clears throat> so the next day we get the next slice of family history much much closer to home because um uh, fiona has already mentioned uh, her that um all the all the have, have fair hair except for you know every now and again one of them will have the dark hair and she goes um oh, what's the name of uh including what's this uh, including Jamie Uh, She's Jamie, yes, Jamie. And uh, Hugo's very quiet says, Don't mention Jamie in front of your grandmother, you'll just upset her. And we learned that Jamie was Fiona's little brother. Um, and in the days when they all the family lived on the island um, and had to evacuate, so the day of the great evacuation, they were all getting on board the boats, they were going ashore. And little Jamie, who was a baby, was in this kind of very strange carved wooden um cot cot, or cradle, yeah, yeah, and it was. It was, yeah, it, was, it was
1: very much a flotation shells, shells all round the uh, the the rim, um, yes. or, ornate carvings,
0: yeah, and, and and entirely watertight, as we learned, yeah, because yeah. he'd been uh, placed very close to the shore as they were bundling all this stuff on the boats, um, and as you know, um, her father and his uncle were coming to take the last of everyone up. but they were sort of attacked by seagulls and and basically delayed long enough for the seashore to come up catch hold of this cot and carry it away and mm. there's a very harrowing chase because of course you know the baby's being swept away they jump into their boats and they chase after it but the mists come and we jamie is disappeared forever so um utterly tragic that this uh you know this this baby has disappeared into the sea um
1: Isn't and they say, like, how i didn't
0: how did it pick up such pace because they were rowing quite hard in the boat weren't they it's eerie how he first yeah first he was able to to get taken by the side in the first place then swept away um
1: so there was that and the sea always the sea always gets what it wants doesn't it
0: yeah yeah Um, or something like that But nonetheless, they want to go and see Rowan Inish, which was their homeland um, before they had to move away from it. And again, um, Hugh has very fond memories of Rowan Inish. He's uh, he's like saying, you know, the cow produced twice as much milk and you should have seen the size of the eggs we had. Yeah. uh... Once you've tasted an egg from Rowan Inish. Yeah. (laughs) Again, my
1: my poetry there coming through.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good egg. (laughs) 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 But in addition to the um, the poetry, you know, this, this, this... you know, um, gold tinted memory he's got of it. He's also saying actually, what he really liked was being surrounded by the sea and having all his family around. Because of yeah. course he had his his sons and their wives and their children. So it sounds like quite a nice existence. You yeah, know, it did, to yeah, yeah, be around all that. But they go back to Rovingish, which is just empty cottages now. Um,
1: and a bit disheveled is doesn't it? They, they've seen better days.
0: Yes, and. Uh, little Fiona is left to explore while uh, they, um, Eamon and, and Hugh do the fishing. And she finds sort of evidence that someone has been around. Yeah. Like there's like the, the, the fire is, is warm and there's a shell there and stuff. So she's very curious about, you know, what's going on here. And so she's getting returns back to land. They do like they're in the household chores and she's introduced to another one of her cousins, uh, who's Tai, uh, who's a, a grown man. Um, he's uh, basically one of the, the fish gutters Uh, played by john lynch played by john lynch yeah um, Yeah, very um, charismatic by john lynch (laughs) oh very yeah uh, yeah uh,
1: very very charismatic obviously in the name of the father probably the main film that people would know oh that what
0: he's in yes yes oh of course yes because i all I, I saw him, and I remembered him as the kind of the Weasley boyfriend from Sliding Doors.
1: Yeah, um, that's right. He's which sliding Doors. As obviously, well, he's yeah. a
0: much less charismatic yeah. role. <laughs> it's, 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 you're meant to hate him as, as an horrible yeah. uh, individual. But yeah, he's in this. He's he's a much younger man. He's kind of he's very intense, but he's doing it, um, you know, with that sort of necessary intensity because he. Uh, He's, uh, he's one of the family, he's a cousin, and he also is one of the family who has a touch of the dark. You know, Once a generation, one mm. of the Kennedys will have dark hair, and he is one of them, as was little Jamie. And so they ask, and uh, he's introduced being, he's a bit special tapping his forehead. But, um, <laughs> But he, he talks is to... intense, her. isn't he? That's it's what int- He's very intense. Because like, you know, one of his mates tries to make a joke and he stabs yes. his gutting knife down in front of him saying, I'm <laughs> making my point! <laughs> it's a bit it's much, is it? <laughs> mind you, his mate was a bit annoying. I'd have done the same thing too. Like he's, he's talking yeah, to his, very uh, slappable face. He did, yeah. He's he's appeared in other, other movies as a, a very annoying character too. So I think that's his, his, his M- emerald. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to forgive
1: Ty up for that then. He... He does... <laughs> yeah. He, if only he used his knife elsewhere.
0: It might have been a different film, I think. Yeah, it if it had wouldn't. suddenly turned to bloodshed, it wouldn't have been a you. No, um, but nonetheless, So Ty talks to Fiona, um, who again is is enchanted by his his intensity. Yeah, well,
1: she's enraptured, in isn't she? Yeah,
0: and again he's he, he tells him too that he may be he may be a bit special, but he can spin a good yarn. he spins probably the the biggest story of them all, which is yeah. the, the secret of Rowan inish which was that it's an incredible story. Yeah, when the family lived on the island many generations ago, um, one of the one of the and they said they had to, because they were all families, they had to go elsewhere for their brides. In fact, um, Fiona's mother was a, a land, a landlocked girl that came, was brought ashore to Roanadish and made her life on the island. And but in this, the um, this one of the one of the men was you know, was sailing by himself one day and he saw a seal. Um, but, well, he, turns he, but this one of these,
1: this is a man who never, never spoke when there was um, parties, never always kept himself to himself as well. Yes, didn't he?
0: yes. Um, and and so the seal turned out to be a selkie, which is, again, a mythical creature who can, who can shed the skin of the seal and become a human beneath. Mm. And he sees the transformation. this The skin is shed and a beautiful young woman is beneath. Um, so he managed to sneak up her and take the selkie skin. Um, but she is also enchanted by him. So it's yeah. not quite... He but it also bestows
1: it. power on him, doesn't it? Not power in, in kind of um, magical powers, but... The, the, the if you if you steal uh, a selkie skin you you can control the, the the selkie as it were the 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 um the the the, the human that has become as a yeah. consequence of the selkie
0: yeah uh, and so yeah Nuala uh, the selkie um is is brought back as his wife uh bears him many children but when she bears the first children, she insists that he makes this curious Cradle um, again it doesn't have rockers on it because the idea is it will float on the sea and the yeah. sea will rock it to sleep um, because these children are of course half selkie half human and and this is um, basically this is where the, the 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 dark hair comes from once in a generation the dark selkie hair will appear in the Keneally line this is where the Canellis have their big connection to the sea um, but one day you know once they've had looks like half a dozen children um, the eldest child says something you know. Uh, very uh, profound to her mother saying, Why does father hide like a, a leather coat yeah. in, in the attic? And she realizes that's her selkie skin and that very night she puts it on and it disappears. So um but she does almost the, the seal that is now noala does say goodbye to her, the father. Um kind of the seal swims around him and looks at him with sad eyes, and he kind of realizes yeah. immediately what has happened, rows back and finds that his love has gone.
1: Well we should we should also point out that throughout the film thus far, there are there's one particular seal that that uh, Fiona um, sees or who she calls Jax. Yes, who follows her. How around. do you know his
0: name? It, it just is. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a good example of a fair wonderfully. She's certain <laughs> about so many things. His <laughs> yes, yes, yes. name's Jax. How do you know? It just it's, is. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously Jax, isn't it? Um,
1: it, this seal kind of almost welcomed her to to uh, the the area when she arrived, and it, it seems to pop up every now and again. Yes. And uh, there are lots of seals around aren't they um lolling about or just in the water or following the boats
0: yeah although when they get to things like roninish and they're they're exploring stuff seals will pop out and look you know made to look intently at the the humans and what they're up to so they're not just hanging around they are appearing taking an interest in the humans
1: yes indeed they seem to they're, they're not just part of the landscape they seem to be involved in the the events
0: yeah so having learned about you yeah, and the uh, the big so again, what are what are the myth, mythical secret behind the the Keneally clan and Rowan inish is. Um, Fiona kind of sets off again to the island with kind of renewed determination to find out what's going on because again we're still missing out stories. There's another story Tess has told about how her mother came to Roninish so that's mm. that was a kind of flavor one. and there's another story that Eamon has told her that um, that he thinks that Jamie um, the little baby is not was not drowned at sea but mm. actually lives as the king of the seals and he kind of sits in his little cradle as king of them all and they bring him food and this kind of stuff. Um, yes. so, There's at least five or six tales told in this movie. It's kind of it's made up of tales. It Um, is. Yeah,
1: it's a tale within a tale within a tale, isn't
0: it? Yeah, um, and it's it's people kind of sharing their their folklore, their their wisdom with each other. It's oral history. Yeah, yeah, um, very much so. And and this this comes to the fore when, on her next trip to Rowan Inish, she's wandering around and she sees, um, again, a little boy, again, but f- three or four years old with a shock of black hair and not a mm. stitch on him, picking flowers on the island. Um, and she recognises him instantly as Jamie. Um, yeah, it's br- her brother. Yeah, and she, she cries after him, but he scarpers. is quite a sprint on him. He runs he's up. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fairness, he's probably cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that, they, they must have shot that on such a hot sunny day um, for that poor kid.
1: <laughs> well, there's one scene, we were, well, when we come to it, there's a scene later oh, yeah. in the film as well where I just thought to myself, give that child a, a blanket or something. Uh, <laughs> no animals were harmed in the
0: movie. I don't know if, if, how many kids he yeah. went through. <laughs> get, the, get the black wig out, we lost another one. <laughs> uh, but, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, yeah, so Jamie runs for it. And in fact, she sees Jamie not only run for it, he jumps aboard his little floating cradle and paddles yeah. away. So she, it's she's... It's definitely him. It's definitely him. And um, I think she she tells Eamon about it, who was initially sceptical, but actually, I guess her earnestness, um, yeah. firstly, that she's seen what she's seen. And secondly, that she's not lying. She's kind of... She's she's insistent that she's telling the truth, um, sways him round. Uh, so you,
1: you also wonder whether Eamon, although it's not explicitly said in the film might have had some experiences like this himself.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, that is true because he, he he also believes in the whole idea of the mythic mythic. Yeah. In fact, when she talks yeah. to uh, to Ty Keneally, um, who was seen fishing with his bare hands. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he
1: stops the boat in and then puts his hand in the water and brings up this massive fish.
0: Enormous fish is fantastic. He leans yeah. over at howdy out it comes. Uh, and she asks, you know, have you seen Jamie? And he goes, I may be mad, I'm not blind. Yeah. Um, and in fact, she so she makes another return visit. She's, they've agreed not to tell the grown-ups yet, um, for fear of upsetting them or not proving anything. But she sees Jamie again, um, having a tea party inside the cottage with a seal. Um, but he once again runs away, and Fiona can't work out, you know, why he's not staying. Why is he not staying? You know, he's a little brother. Why is he not staying with her? And she basically works out she's going to uh, have a deal with uh, the Selkies. If they repopulate Roan Inish, if they come back to live there, they will give Jamie back to them. Uh, yeah. and so I mean, she doesn't actually
1: is... speak to the selkies but she kind of shouts at the seals doesn't she yeah
0: there's, there's no, there's no the handshake beach. on this she's no, decided no. that's what's needed yeah uh, and Eamon is on board with this so again over the course of a number of days they come back and put in a pretty good shift of work to I'll do tell you what good.
1: get them if you've got any building work that needs doing <sighs> get a seven year old girl <laughs> and <laughs> 13-year-old cousin. Because I tell you what, impressive or what? They,
0: they get to it. They're, they're repairing the thatch, they're painting the whitewash, they're cutting peat, yeah. they're, they're I, doing everything.
1: As unbelievable as it is, I quite enjoyed that scene, <laughs> those <laughs> scenes,
0: because I thought, yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're productive. They're good for them. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know, the childhood fantasy, like building your own little treehouse on your den. Yeah, but exactly, they're actually yeah. doing it. They have, they have skills and knowledge and tools and are doing something real. They're actually making these cottages habitable again.
1: And also, I have to say, I, I don't dispute, as, as unbelievable as it is, I would imagine that Eamon probably would have those skills.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. He's he's yeah, he's been raised. He's, he's a, like a. It's a different British time,
1: fisherman. isn't it? He's yeah. a fisherman in in the forties. Those those skills would have been passed down generation to generation, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I I buy it completely. Um, so yeah. So uh, they they do this. They've made up the cottages all nice. and and we're coming to the end of the film now where there's a storm is brewing and uh fiona lets slip you know i hope jamie will be okay in front of her her grandparents Mm -hmm. and which tess is like what do you mean and she goes look you've got to believe me jamie's alive he's He's, um, you know, he's living with the seals, but if we get back to rodinish and, you know, and this, and this kind of stuff, we'd we've, we've yeah. be warned. At she, which point, she,
1: she walks off, doesn't she? You think, we, oh, we've, yeah, yeah, right, she's angry here.
0: Exactly so, because we've been warned, don't mention Jamie in front of Tess, it'll just yeah. upset her. And she does just, without a word, leaves the scene. We think... This is the moment when the kids are going to get shouted at. They're not going yeah. to be believed. That's yeah. that. And in this fantastic turnaround, oh contraire! Yeah, Tess is basically just packing their bags, saying, "Come on, then we've got to get going." <laughs> Jamie's out there; there's so a storm yeah. coming. <laughs> uh, so off they all go. they, they pack all their food and, uh, and clothes and bedding, and they make off to Rhondda. Whereupon, of course, Hugh and Tess are dumbstruck that they've made these cottages, you know, home for them. Uh, and they they kind of set the fire and thing. And again, before the storm hits, uh, little Jamie comes ashore and he's still very wary. But it's not until the seals essentially encourage him to go on shore and then push his cradle away. He's definitely no a choice, and he runs up to his granny and folds in a big old hug. Um, and then they they again the music swells. He's taken inside, given a nice warm bowl seaweed of seaweed
1: soup, soup. Yep. Um, a selkie recipe.
0: Yes, and again, uh, Jamie uh, Jamie's being uh, cradled by his elder sister. Uh, Fiona. And the last words he said, because you remember me, don't you? He goes, Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and that's it. We, we pan out to see the seal that led them to it all. And that's the movie. That's the, that's the movie. That's the end of it. Well, Hugh, a fantastic
1: regaling of us through the myths and the folklore of Irish coastal folk. <laughs> 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 I, just, I don't know I could sound any more patronizing.
0: <laughs> the little fisher folk. <laughs> that's, the, like, that's more patronizing. The little emerald fisher folk. <laughs> with the pipes and the waistcoats
1: (laughs) oh dear well I mean that wraps it up though doesn't it
0: (laughs) it? (laughs) There's just nothing more to say so with that I think uh, we'll take a little break uh, have a nice bowl of seaweed soup ourselves uh, and then we'll come back we'll find out why James chose uh, this very curious film for us to watch (laughs) and and what we thought of it join us after the break (laughs) Welcome back. I hope you are sufficiently sustained on a nice bowl of seaweed broth. uh, And I'm now uh, finishing up with the cakes, which must be eaten or they'll go off. Um, But before we do that, (laughs) James, could you please tell us uh, why you chose the secret of Roan Inish and how on earth you came to find it in the first place? Well, hang on, before we go, what's what's a traditional Irish cake? Uh, I believe is... You're good at cakes. I'm good at I believe it's just cake. Okay, cake. I so might doesn't have much sugar because I saw them. There's a scene where they're weighing out what was like a minuscule amount of sugar, yeah. and it's and I guess this is post-war. That seemed like a lot of sugar. That would be like two teacups for me. Oh God, <laughs> I wouldn't last. I wouldn't last a, a second. Jesus
1: Christ. And how how have you been since the diagnosis of diabetes? You?
0: <laughs> well, with my teeth falling out, I've taken my mind off it. To be honest, godflamey. <laughs> <Cool, blimey. laughs> <laughs> the secret of Rowan Inish, yeah. So um Well I, I can say I can if I can example, I didn't know why you chose this and you're following what appears to be the theme of season five, which is every film must have a character called Hugh in it. Yeah, so yeah, I've, I've, there's right. a lot to live up to for my pick at the end of the uh, episode. I don't know if I can do it. I think our run of Hughes may stop at two, but I'm quite impressed.
1: <laughs> well that is the well, that takes up the next ten minutes of my uh my description. <laughs> no, no. Um <clears throat> so there were <coughs> there's three reasons why I chose the secret of Rowaninish. Um See, it's like you're telling a tale already. There are three
0: reasons three ah, why Rowaninish was chosen. <laughs> the first one is your great and great daddy's daddy's daddy.
1: <laughs> no. So um w- well there's a Weekend at Crombie's is is about shining a light on on unloved or underseen films. And obviously, I think The Secret of Rowan Inish is a good example of that. That isn't a reason to choose it. There are hundreds of thousands of films that are unloved and <laughs> unseen. You know, I'm just picking something out of a hat. Unlike you, Hugh, that seems to just have a big Literally. hat. <laughs> I do have from. a big hat that I pick things out of. <laughs> um, but um, one of... And I'm harking back to season one a little bit now, but one of the other reasons why uh, we wanted to, to to set up and, and do Weekend at Crombies was to look at films from um, directors or um, uh, kind of actors and actresses that, m- that maybe are, are not quite so well known within their oeuvre, if that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um, and... Um, I, I, I'm, there's, I've got. I'm going to choose a couple of these during this season because I think I'll kind of bring it back a little bit. But, but the Secret of Rowan Inish is one of those. It's by a director called John Sales. Now, John Sales isn't a particularly well-known director. I, I will add. He is a well-respected director of. Um, a, a very eclectic range of films. Um, I'm a huge fan of John Sayles. Um, he has his, his biggest, most well-known film is probably uh, *Lone Star*, which oh. stars Matthew McConaughey and Chris Cooper. It's a kind of murder um, police procedural set in Texas. Um, it's
0: quite but, recent,
1: isn't it? Uh, not, well, it's ninety-six actually. Okay. So it's it's only a, it's, it's the film you made after this. So it's okay, so not, not at all. <laughs> No, not <laughs> at all. Well, it's it's within the
0: modern era. Let's Do you know what? I think I think uh, my wife told me about it last week. So for me it's real.
1: She's like, oh, okay. I've just
0: seen this film called called <clears throat> Lone Star. I was like, oh yeah. So, so that's yeah. a
1: John Sayles film as well. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I uh, Lone Star is one of my favourite films. I love that film. Um he also f- directed a film in the 80s called Mate One. M A T E W A N, and that's a film about union activity and union action in the nineteenth century. Again, it doesn't sound particularly interesting, I would it's add, but it's a fantastic film about the burgeoning workers' rights, um, and uh, quite a it's quite a tough film, but also quite a kind of uplifting and rousing film as well. So that's a cracking film. He was also uh, directed a film called Eight Men Out, which is a baseball film starring Charlie Sheen about the uh, um the the baseball world series in the 1920s where one of the teams took a a bung basically and lost lost it and it's about what happened to them that's another really good film as well so he's made a number of films which i really like and um the the secret of rowan inish um i'd never heard of as part of his oeuvre and i thought oh okay um not seen that that sounds good secondly um it looking looking into it in a little bit more detail it's um it, it made its money back, I suppose. It washed its face. It, it, it had quite a small budget, although large in John Sales' terms. This was the most expensive film he ever made, or he has ever made to date. So okay. it's not you know, he doesn't deal with big budgets. And it, it made basically what what did it cost? It cost five point seven million dollars. It made just over six million. So it was it wasn't a box office storm, but it wasn't a a, a failure per se, given the the money that was put into it. But <coughs> it does tap into a number of things that um. I really like um, in in films. First of all, I should add that. This passed me by completely, and it would have come out in the early 90s, maybe 93 or 94, and um, I would have been I would have been well up for a story about uh, myth and folklore and selkies and stuff like that. So I have no idea why I didn't pick up on it at the time.
0: Really? Because I, I, at this time in my life, I was looking for cowboys and World War Two and sci-fi in and, '94. And I think
1: therein I... lies the difference between <laughs> us, Hugh. You
0: see, this this. So to me, had it come out, I'm sure would have come out wheeled on a large television for the class to watch. If you we were doing social history, <laughs> yeah, you probably it's exactly might. the thing that a teacher would go. I'll yeah, stick this on; they'll like this. Yeah,
1: yeah, <clears throat> and actually, all the kids will hate it. <clears throat> but I, I mean, i and who knows if I had watched it when I was, you know, 14, 15, I, I might well have hated it. I don't know. You know, who, who can tell? um But it, I mean, I suppose I don't. Not notwithstanding what the film is, which is a yeah. uh, which is a slightly... If someone described a film to me about myths and folklore and um selkies that turn into humans or some kind of transformation i probably would have been well up for it but but i might have watched it and gone and that wasn't quite what i was expecting if you know what i mean well it's
0: um, called magical that, I mean, realism that's kind of the posh fantasy yeah, isn't it? so it's, the, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantasy people who don't want to admit they're watching fantasy
1: yeah but you know a, a counter argument to it might be that you could describe something where there's um myth and fantasy and there's uh, a forest and there's a series of wolves and and the the a woman turns into a wolf and and vice versa. Well, that's the company of wolves. It's a very different film. You know, it's an 18 certificate about yes. sexual or whatever. But it's it's described in a similar way. Yes. So um, I, you know, I would have loved it, and this completely passed me by. So I love the idea of the film. Finally, it's it's cinematography is by Haxel Vexler, um, who is. Just a behemoth of a cinematographer. Um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest would be the the, oh, the, the main one that he did, Oscar-winning um, cinematography for that film. And um, you know, it, I just think it had quite a lot of chops behind it. You know, John Sells, a director I like, Haskell Vexler, Vexler, a uh, very famous cinematographer. A genre of film, notwithstanding the fact that it's a family film, which I probably wouldn't have been so keen on. But it's a it's a story type film, which probably would have piqued my interest. And yet, no, but I, you know. I, You'd never heard of it, no? Um, never heard of it. I came across it and you know, I know my films and I thought, oh, I've never heard of that. I've never met anybody who's heard this, heard of this film. <laughs> yeah. And I'm surprised because um it's um you know, this this it's it is what it is, right? So um, and it was released. It, it 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 was released with good reviews. It was critically acclaimed to a certain extent. Um, and yet it seems to have just passed into maybe it's just passed into myth. It doesn't exist per se. <laughs> well, it just happens that it's on Amazon Prime as well, which is well, weird. In- I didn't the know that.
0: The, in- the reason I thought you picked it up and the reason I think it is because it's on Amazon Prime is there was something at the beginning saying this film has been restored. I by saw some that, foundation. but I didn't know that. And I'd assume, I assume a, that's why you'd found it because you're, you keep an eye out. But I thought this film, I assume, has been picked out by you know of, of special cultural interest or significance and has therefore been restored. And maybe that's how it's kept its head above water, because yeah, you know, a 30-year-old film that did not make a splash, you know, I mean, I'm getting water metaphors all over the place. You know? hard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, A 30-year-old film that did not make a big splash, and um, you'd think would just disappear, but it's 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 on Amazon Prime, and not everything is. No, although
1: when you look at the the um, the poster for it on Amazon Prime, it's it's like you know the cheapest poster that they could find, <laughs> isn't it? It it just looks awful. But you're right. I, I, I genuinely I didn't know that when I started watching the film. It was only when I when I put it on yesterday that I saw that at the start because I was expecting it to be a bit a bit fuzzy, a bit grainy, not very well yeah. kept. And actually, it was pristine. Yeah. Um. It, it was a good a good restoration. So I don't really know. Uh, I don't, you know, maybe it has quite a, a, a cultural following in Ireland, perhaps. And obviously, you know, the, the kind of the myth of the selkie is a is an Irish and Orcadian kind of myth. It's very selkie a big business, certainly in Scotland. They are. So yes. I went on, on my honeymoon. I went to um, the Isle of Mull. Big business, <laughs> and there are seals everywhere. So maybe, yeah. maybe in 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 those parts of um, the world, it, it, it is more maybe not well regarded. is the wrong word, but more well known.
0: Well, we can touch on this. When we come to the themes, but I bet this does a great trade. Like I say, in Irish schools, when they want to do a bit of oh, kind yeah, of, I bet uh, it does of, of of getting across kind of social history without really crap. You know, you have to. You, it's not the wind that shakes the barley. It's a you, you can, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to if you want to you know get yeah. across life was then and have people talk about you know because you always get that you know look at it and write a story about someone who lived yeah, in these times. You? Yeah, you could yeah. you could actually do quite a good picture of that. You know, someone in you know post-war Donegal or post-war. Yeah.
1: It, it, it paints quite a vivid picture actually it, it would probably function on a number of levels in that regard it, it it would provide school children in ireland a good sense of the social history particularly of coastal fishing villages of the time yeah. it would provide school children in ireland about uh, myth and folklore of of of, of um, irish culture and it might also provide children in ireland um a sense of the kind of the oral tradition, which yeah, is obviously you know culturally significant in Ireland and and in 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 kind of Orcadian um, culture and language.
0: yeah so like go and ask your granny or your granddad tell yeah. you a story about your family. Um, it's that kind of encouragement.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. So you know, you're right. Maybe 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 it's part of the curriculum in Ireland. I have no idea, yeah. but um, I Eddie, just fa- like your watch- watch-
0: lightness, yeah. Please do. I, I fancied watching it. So, so okay, it okay, very good. Uh, well, we can actually dive and bounce off this is that, yeah, for a, essentially a kind of a children's fable, and, um, you know, the, um, can, we'll come to the lead character in a minute, the amount of kind of social history that is, that yeah. is part of it. And maybe that is just because you can't tell, you know, in, any kind of semi-realistic story about without touching on this, but they're, they're, they're touched upon, but not dwelt upon, if you see what I mean. They, are, yeah. you know, in, in, in these tales about the family history and the stuff that's going on, we'll just recount quickly. You've got there's mention of the Fenians. Um, I'm yeah. um, sure Michael, the original died in English prison for selling arms to the Fenians. Yeah. Um, we've got, again, the, the stamping out of the Gaelic in the schools. Yeah. We've got- um, When he's
1: rescued from the sea, he's taken into a barn on Rowan Inish by um, uh, uh, the, the locals that lived there at the time. They live with their animals. Yeah. He's kept alive and warm by sleeping between two cows.
0: Yeah, but again, in know. terms of just the, like, the social thing, that they talk yeah. about how, um, again, the evacuation of the island of World War II, yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the grandparents we didn't mention actually, the cottage they live on the mainland, the reason they go to Rhone at the end is their cottage being sold from beneath them, their renters there, because, again, they, they, she's talking about post-war, people want to, you know, have a nice holiday home and they're just offering a load of money to drive these people out. Yeah, so they're yeah. saying, we can't afford to live in the coast. Yeah. We've got to go to Donegal and live in the city. We've got, got to go it's,
1: into the city, yes. Yeah. So yeah. And you're right, it's about that migration yeah. um, in terms of the kind of post-war migration into the big cities. Yeah. And all that is just... It's it's it's, it's, it's a backdrop, it's, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's it's there. It's colour. No, like, there's no big thing that their their, their yeah. grandfather was died in an English prison for selling arms to the Fenians. It's just like how did he end? And that's where he ended up. Um, and it's just like that's just part of the history we live in. And it's it's yeah. remarkable that all that is has a light touch. The fact that you've got, you know, Ireland obviously has a massive history uh, and it's all it's just it's baked into the story of this family without really trying to hammer it home in quite a heavy handed way. Yeah, you're
1: right, because the story. So um, that is a really, really strong trait of John Sayles films. He backdrops social history and social commentary into really into um, interesting stories so that the, the you that you you feel like you learn something um whilst not being taught something if that makes sense yes. um, so you're enjoying a story about something else but whilst enjoying that story you will learn about something that John set John sells wants you to know about for example
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so he's, he does so uh, Lone star and mate one are really good examples of that you learn a lot about the relationships in Lone star about Mexican migration into Texas and in mate one about union migration. Uh, relationships but they're also rip-roaring stories okay
0: um
1: and this is a little bit like that except it just has to be transposed into Ireland and the story is about the myths and folklore of the selkies very good uh, uh, yeah sh- and sh- I, I, was, the- I was surprised at that really and and it, it, i suppose the kind of one of the other things is that it's it isn't i mean it is fair to say that this is nominally a children's story isn't it it's a children's yeah. film yeah but i i think that Maybe more accurately, it's a film that's seen through the eyes of a child, rather than is necessarily that kind of more traditional children's film that you might expect. So I I think if this could have gone down the road where the story was made a little bit more fantasy or fantastical, which would have you know it could have been Disney-fied a little bit, I suppose. Um, it it could have gone down the whimsy side a little bit more, and I don't think it does any of that. It tells the story from the child's perspective. But the all of the stories, which is what happens with folk and legend, are told by the adults um, because it's the adults that have to translate that the, the, the kind of the folk laws. Because folk laws, folk, folk tales are quite scary. They can be quite sinister. So it's that balance between a children's film, but seen through the eyes of a child, and interpreting those adult themes in the story of the kind of myth and the folklore as well, which I thought was quite clever.
0: Yeah, well I would say there was, again there was a bit of a a common theme in some children's stories about, you know, um, I'm thinking like the Secret Garden is one where, um, yeah. and it's, 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 it's others less than well known, where a child is sent to a kind of a, a new location and brings yeah. that innocence or curiosity about with her, and and doing so kind of heals the hurt that yeah. everyone is talking about, but no one can quite address. Um,
1: yeah, you're right because, so, and, and I think that, yeah, you're right. It's the um, it's the innocence and the um, the ability to because the children in these kind of films and stories they're not bothered about the baggage are they yeah, yeah and so they don't have to deal with that they deal with what the trans the transformation needs to be yeah which yeah. is well we're just going to go and live on rowan inish that's <laughs> what we're going to do yeah. <laughs> and they do
0: yeah um but we'll catch we'll come to the, yeah. the main character because actually yeah i mean, this entire though it's interesting the, the 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 almost like the structure of the the film is in the character actors i mean john lynch he's a very yeah. young man but mostly it's, it's the old actors um telling these yarns um and yeah. that's the bones of the film They're, that's what really sets it up it's it gives an awful lot of character i guess it's it makes it good for children because it makes it quite episodic um because each story is yeah. by a kind of flashback to a different story so it's just like a number of Jack jackanories but yeah, they right. do- yeah there
1: are four or five stories aren't they that are told yeah. in quite detail
0: yeah yeah and then they they, they pan back and we see what's yeah. happening and and they uh they do get yeah, patched together to make a whole history and but then they're very entertaining stories to hear themselves <clears throat> and that's kind of the bones of the story but then the drive the driving force of the story is all on the young shoulders or that said the, the poor wee shoulders of a Fiona. <laughs> <The young laughs> yes. shoulders are too small to carry this press and in fact <laughs> the they it was a you know a very long and prolonged casting call to get the, the, oh, the actress right. And I'm not surprised because it's a brilliant casting. You know, she's um yes, she,
1: she's, she looks Jenny well, Courtney, she's fantastic, isn't yeah, she? Yeah,
0: kind of looks looks the part, very she's always described being wayfish and kind of um otherworldly, but also has this skin. Let's I mean, pick a girl who wasn't scared of the sea for one because she's in a boat on her own for quite a while and this kind of yeah. stuff. But is, you know, utterly determined, um, you know, ferociously um loyalty not loyal but to her brother, you know, determined to, to recover yeah. Her independent. She, yeah. A brother that she she believes, you know, is not really lost and will find it yeah. back no matter yeah. what everyone's telling her. And and yet yeah, it is literally her grit that then, you know, she she was the one who basically carries along her older cousin he's 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 doing what she what her call is yeah but there i mean there, there she,
1: she um she gives as good as she gets as well doesn't she so she um there's a scene when her and amon are going to rowan inish i think for the first time alone yeah. um or, or amon is going to do some fishing but he agrees to drop her off at rowan inish and you know he's basically saying to her that um you'll meet me by the by the, the the big rock at four o'clock, yes. Um, you know, I don't. You know, your 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 grandma and granddad will. Um, they'll they'll hang me if if anything happens to you. I know. <laughs> you know, so it's really quite funny that she's um she's almost. Bored of him already, as it were. She <laughs> just <laughs> wants to get to Rowan Inish and explore. And you know, she, she often she'll she'll get there and she'll fall asleep and she'll immerse herself in the environment and the smells and the feelings of of the of the cottages that she's in as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, so she's well cast, and again, the uh, everyone around her. Um, again, Young Eamon is the only other child actor who's who's a decent uh, decent uh, foil in her. But yeah, everyone he, else yeah. is is yeah. I mean, yeah, Hugh and Tess are <laughs> very good older, there's a couple of others where well, there's like a shopkeeper that tells a bit of story, again, John yeah. Lynch Ty does this great uh, long story where he talks about the, the Selkie um, so it's all good stuff in there
1: it? It's interesting though because I, I always wonder with child actors, actors. and I was looking at, um seeing if Jenny Courtney had made any other films and she hasn't, Yeah. so she only made, this was the only film that she has ever been in Um, and I, I, I always wonder whether when you see a When you see a child acting on screen really naturally and really well, obviously it is it is the it is the child acting. But I wonder how much the rest of the cast and the director has in eliciting that um, performance as well, you know, because she she's obviously a non-professional actor at the time. She was just she was resting. Come. She, she, come back could be any day now. You don't know, well, it, could be, it could be, yeah, it could be, but you wouldn't know, would you? Um, you wouldn't know that that was a first film. She inhabits the role brilliantly, and I wonder whether she inhabits the role because that they made it easy for her to buy into that character, right? Whereas you, you, you hear about the yeah,
0: yeah. Ma- making a kind of you know scene of wonder to elicit a wondrous response from the actors, this kind yeah, of stuff, so, exactly. yeah. I mean, uh. Yeah, you can easily imagine that uh, they they just had to find the right person to respond in the right way.
1: Yeah, and and they did. They found her definitely.
0: <clears throat> Although I'm always very intrigued when I when you see actors cross over. There's um you know the child actors again. Drew Barrymore was an obvious choice. There's um Nicholas Nicholas Holt is another one. They they yeah. they they're, they're very good or you know very competent child actors. And like they have done their bit. They've been in movies and then they there's that awkward phase and they just managed to make a leap and then they're actors again. <laughs> uh, <and> yeah. <laughs> it's like have they done it have they done it yes they have I'm yeah, yeah. an actor.
1: <laughs> and then you get like um maybe this is a bit unfair but daniel radcliffe who i don't think has quite made it
0: no yeah. i mean he's got he's got a lot of things to shake but again um yeah a lot of the harry potter lot you know they they haven't shaken off
1: you no know, what,
0: what is it, an enormous mega franchise but again they were probably picked because they just you know happened to respond or look the right way yeah. and yeah and that was that
1: and that's yeah and i suppose you know does that actor no it makes them be, it makes them fantastically responsive and actually that's in in a film like this where she really does have to drive she she's the driving force of the story she connects the plot points she connects the characters she has to have that strength of character and uh, yeah i think she does it brilliantly actually in this film yeah. um i i was i wanted to kind of um touch upon the the look and the feel of the film as well Pr- primarily um I think John Sales's direction is quite simple, although it, it, it's it's effective. There are points in it where I think that there's a kind of there's a, a um uh the momentum of the camera work is really is really good, and, and you, you see the um when when they're kind of when um when Fiona and Eamon are, are doing up the cottages, for example, there's yeah. a really really good kind of montage scenes, and the camera work is really moves in and out of the cottages. I think that was really great, but but for me, the the way the film looks um is is down to haxel um haskell vexler i think the the way that the the film is there's a warmthness to the island itself to the to the coastal region but when it gets into the kind of movements between the islands i think that's where it really comes into its own and the um the, the way that the way that the film looks in relation to its it's seal work if that's a word <laughs> yes um and the kind of the the historical aspects of the film I think are fantastic there's one particular scene in the film which was really really fantastically shot and it's the scene where she um where um Fiona um has been told by um Hugh and Aben to go back to the cottage um with her grandma because the the weather is turning and they they sail off to catch fish and and she realises that she's still got Hugh's lunch um so she goes to the edge of the um the harbour just to, to shout but it's incredibly foggy and there's mist everywhere so she realises there's a boat at the bottom of the uh, of where she's she's standing so she climbs down the ladder by the side and gets into the boat no oars and then the, the Jax is there the seal who's kind of beckoning her her in and then the boat slowly slowly moves off into the fog she's obviously quite worried about this because she doesn't know where she is and then over time it goes past uh, a buoy out in the ocean like a a b-o-u-y obviously and you hear the bell um tolling in that context and then suddenly through the fog you see in the distance as the sun comes out rowing inish and I think it's. I thought that scene was absolutely fantastic because it's quite mystical. There's a bit of yes. magic about it. It's a bit scary. You're not quite sure what's going to happen because the seals. I, I think at that point you're not quite sure what the purpose of the seals are. Yeah, are they yeah. are they friend or foe? You don't quite know. Um, so that scene I thought was fantastic. I thought the scene where the um, the transition from the seal to the woman, the selkie, actually was really good, really well done. Obviously, quite a low budget, but um, I was, scene, gonna, I was
0: yeah, I was gonna yeah. I was gonna touch on this. So I have this written down too because again, I was you're aware that this film is of a limited budget, and yeah, probably yeah. most of the five million went on seal watching just to get, must done, <laughs> just must to get must all have. the seals to do the yeah. right things <laughs> yeah. at the certain times. Um, so and you, you knew. Um, as it was coming up to it, that there was going to be a Selkie transformation. You knew the the young man was creeping up on a seal, he was talking about the the seals could transform, and you could see this Selkie transformation was imminent, and I was kind of had my heart and my throat thinking, is this going to look incredible? Oh, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Cause Don't it's, be it's, rubbish.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, is it going to be like a bad um, werewolf movie where you have like you know, the, the, the prosthetic face and it looks all crap? Yeah, but it's not, and is it? It was done so well yeah. because they they obviously realised the limitations and they worked with them and you just had, again, the, the kind, of, kind of the sheer skin... A very close up kind of peeling off and bare human yeah. skin beneath it and it was it did look like someone shedding a skin it was brilliant and again the actress um susan lynch um did this whole thing where her hands were in, you know, in the shape of flippers yeah and, and her feet as well makes, yeah they suddenly come apart there's a bit slow, of webbing between the two of them it yeah. was open and the feet the, the feet <laughs> were, were kind of pressed together like they were two two flippers and they, they came apart. and it was like i believe it that's brilliant that's so yeah. well done and it's, it's like, so
1: yeah i I completely agree with it it's a really good example of good storytelling isn't it that you don't have to have a massive budget you don't have to have um huge practical effects you can just use the slight of the camera your imagination and just a little bit of information to create to fill in the gaps it was i thought it was
0: fantastic yeah so i was i was huge props for that because that was incredibly well done and yeah. um Yeah,
1: really, really good. It was a relief as well, to be honest, (laughs) I I was with you. I thought, this is make or
0: break, (laughs) really. Because this this is the secret of Roman This is what it's all about. Yeah,
1: it can't look rubbish.
0: Yeah. And the (laughs) fact that we haven't mentioned actually yet, Susan Lynch, I believe is the sister of John Lynch. um, Yeah, uh, that's right. Did, again, I think had a non-speaking part. Did this otherworldly Selkie, because she's on the poster actually, is the the, the Selkie there. Um, Does this kind of, yeah, um, obviously the little mermaid come ashore look of just...
1: She's clever as well though, because she I I mean this so I mean this in the best possible way. She's she's unusual looking as well, isn't she? So oh, she's yeah, very she, distinctive, I suppose, is what I mean. She's got a kind of that. downturned mouth and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you would imagine she's kind of otherworldly in yeah. that context. So she's really well cast. Um so her and John Lynch were the two the two actors that I'd I I'd seen elsewhere. Yeah. Should we yeah. say I didn't recognise anyone else, but um yeah, because she she's in um I think she's in Downton Abbey, isn't she? I think. Is she? Yeah, I think she was so. in Cracker. She was a serial killer oh, in Cracker. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's you know what that's yeah much better than Downton Abbey. That's what <laughs> I mean. Yeah, Cracker. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, solid character actor. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and you're right. Uh, completely agree. I think, I think that's a, a really great scene in that as well. And I think in general, the work <laughs> is is really well done because often in films like this that rely on um, kind of animal manipulation, I suppose, to a certain extent. I think that you have to suspend your, you have to suspend disbelief yeah. a little bit there as well. And I think it does just enough. You know, if I was honest, would I say that all of the seals that were popping up in the sea looked completely real?
0: Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. But but they were real enough, right? Yeah, but there are, there are scenes of bounding. Sense, I mean, I've seen seals, you know that much sealed in the movie. I mean, this is good, this is a film about selkies. You've got to pin your mast and you've got to pin your flag to the mast and say, we're going to do the seals. And again, when they, when they usher, we Jamie ashore and they're all bound in. There's like this, you know, I kind of yeah. quite realized this strange kind of um, loop, oh God, not even slithering. It's kind of, they just, they, they arch their backs and they bounce over yeah. land. It's like, it was, it was really well done. So um, I say, well, done. I mean, the seals are just moving the seals yeah. cap- capturing them. <laughs> I'm sure That's, the seals... Yeah, yeah. You get <laughs> no Academy That's Awards for bit... the seal acting, but the seal...
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a bit like saying, if a child actor um, is not really acting, then a seal actor surely isn't acting. <laughs> 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 this, the Oscar goes to Jax the seal for his fantastic performance in The He's Secret got... of Three it.
0: Three otters <laughs> in a wetsuit just go back to their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! It's my motivation for Jax.
1: <laughs> what was the name of the monkey in um those Clint Eastwood films? Oh, Clyde. Yeah, Is it Clyde. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 retired now, isn't he so he's not he's not up for an Oscar. Um, tell know where I was going with that. I did read somewhere. Um, I kind of wanted your thoughts on this. Actually, I did read somewhere when I was kind of looking around the film that some of the some of the criticisms of the film are about the fact that the the some aspects of the film are too whimsical is probably the wrong word but they are um, they're too light for what the film is actually trying to say I suppose part me when I think about this I think um, the, the, the grandmother when she makes the decision to go to Rowan Inish because Jay, she thinks Jamie's there. Is yeah. is that real, for example? That seems a bit too obvious a thing to do. Some of the characters in it are slightly cliched, you know, you've got the story, they're all storytellers, etc. Yeah. um I mean, my own view on that is it's a children's film told from the perspective of a child. There's yeah, yeah. going yeah. to be cliches and archetypes because that's the point. that's It's a child.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, from the perspective of a child, you know, your grandfather doesn't exist the more to be kind and tell you stories, isn't it? Don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't see them around. Although there is a moment when um, <coughs> the grandparents have been told they've got to leave their house, and she walks past uh, her grandfather, yeah. who normally has, always has time for her, always will talk to her, and he's just sitting, staring into the middle distance, chewing his pipe, and she's like, what's up with him? He's like, yeah, we've been told we've got to leave. And yeah. and that's a little glimpse that, oh, these, these are human beings as well, Fiona. They're not just there to to give up. they have problems. They have they have issues. Um which was actually undercuts that thing of it it's they're all I suppose the uh, the one thing where Tess decides out of nowhere to believe Fiona and to go yeah. off and get Jamie is the is the big twist. But to be honest, I like that. That was that's that's the make or break movie. Yeah, that's when in a you know too. in a war movie that's when the cavalry came over the hill it's like I wasn't expecting it but I'm loving it. I'm with it. Uh, and I, I agree with you. I'm glad
1: you're feeling like that actually because yeah I, I I'm I was so relieved again when she did that because I think it tells you about what you've brought into the characters. Yeah. Um, all of the characters are warm. Yes, they err on the side of cliche, but in a story like this, I don't know what what wouldn't. Um, they are warm. You believe in them. You want them to be happy. They're uncomplicated, but they're identifiable and they're likable as well. And so her reaction fitted in with the way that the story needed to be told, I think. And I, I thought, fantastic, yes, absolutely. Let's get over to Rowan Inish. Let's go and find Jamie and let's have a nice warm cup of seaweed soup in a thatched cottage. I mean, I, I,
0: honestly, give me a ticket right now. I'm there. <laughs> but That's the thing. The only other way to play it is that Tess doesn't believe him, forcing uh, Fiona, Eamon and maybe Hugh to to, to break go away, alone. race yeah. alone, grab Jamie. And then all of a sudden, Tess is the villain. And in fact, yeah, she's not. not. She's right, the then. one that gives, that gives Jamie his big old hug Right off, because actually it's been yeah. shown that she has felt his lost more keenly than anyone, because yeah, yeah. Um, she's talking about you. She goes, you know, he had an old soul in his eyes. He's been here before. And it's like, don't talk about him. You're upsetting yourself. And she, she, even though she has talked about him the least, she in many ways has kept his memory alive the most. Kept his counsel more, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was, it's, it, in that sense, the film has prepared us for the fact that if she knows there's the slightest chance that he's there, she would drop everything and go there. It's it's not like she, she, you know, she's out of the blue saying, I refuse to go to Roman English. oh, let's go. It's like she was ready for this. Yeah, and, and, and you know, the film isn't,
1: it, it's not all lightness and, and airiness either. The social history that's presented in it, I think, gives you a good example of the, the, the challenges that they faced. I mean, there's a there's a point in it where um, Fiona is lying in bed and looking out the window. Or she, I think she just wakes up in the morning, actually. Or she's just about to go to sleep, and she she said she simply says, "Mother." Yeah. yeah. Because she it's poignant. She misses her. Yeah. She wants her back. Um, yeah. So they don't hide know. from it. They they no, they don't. They don't. Yeah. They don't. It's part of the story. And oh. I think see the thing is i think children's films work best when they present that toughness you know I, don't, I think i think a lot of children's films don't give children enough credit um they need to be able to buy into these stories and having that um having that challenge having that transgression almost is is important for them to i don't know i think i think children can take it a lot more than we think they can it, it becomes an exciting story doesn't it where people you care about otherwise it's just people jumping around laughing and joking and singing and to be honest there's a time and a place for that but (laughs) give me give me a story about a family broken wanting to go back home with great seal work (laughs) (laughs) oh dear um are there any other films or actually before we before we go on is there anything else you want to add about this
0: no i think other than um no i think it's again strong characters and I suppose the, the what I've got in my notes is the story it's, it's, yes, is warming it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's an odd description to make about it but you watch the film and you are warmed by it
1: I agree completely it's a slow film isn't it it's a slow film that takes its time to deliver yeah. its story and you can kind of really settle into it and it's a it's a happy story it's a good yeah. story yeah um things work out um, and so you, I, 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 I finished the film. You're right, feeling warm and feeling satisfied. I thought, like, oh yes, the Canelles have done it. Well done. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: other films like this.
1: Well, any that you would suggest first?
0: Yeah, of I mean, there's, there's a couple of them, different aspects. I mentioned again, The Secret Garden. That's the kind of mm. child goes to a place and kind of brings a boon with her. Yeah. And Carries War is another one that's probably a bit closer to yeah. home, where it's um, them right. to go yeah. to Wales and and they uh, <clears throat> and do that kind of stuff. Um, what was I thinking? Uh, again, on a completely different topic, is like Pan's Labyrinth, which is again a very yeah. child-centric magical realism thing. But the, um, the thing,
1: I, I, so I had Pan's Labyrinth as well. But the thing about that is that that's another film that integrates the social history yeah. with the fantasy in quite well. I mean, it's not a children's film, is it? <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah. but it does the same thing. I think yeah. that the um, Secret of the is doing. Yeah.
0: The closest match to this film, though, which was I'd, I'd give as a companion piece, is Song of the Sea.
1: Yeah, that's what that was on my list as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah I so, and that's a fantastic is... film
0: lovely film really yeah. moving um again it's a it's an anime um about again a, a young irish boy who uh his his sister Cersei is a is a selkie and it's adventures with her but it's um wonderful film
1: yeah i love that film actually um i watched it just before Robin was born, actually weird, I don't know why, but I think it was on. I was in absolute bits. <laughs> I'm a hard bastard, but I was crying my blooming eyes out of that film. It's a great film. Um, I had a couple more uh, on the line of um, Secret Garden, actually. So these aren't the only things, these aren't films per se. These are TV programs that I remember watching oh, okay. growing up. So one of them is Moondial. Um, oh, yes. Do you remember Moondial? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, about the girl who go back in time to help um the the children in a in a in a, a larger state and one of them had tuberculosis i think yeah. um so that was i used to just really love moon Dog. that reminded me about this a bit a little bit and the other one is the owl service um which, which i don't a, know it's an alan garner novel which was tr- um convert, converted which was made into a tv program for granada tv in the late 60s i remember watching it when i was quite young it's set in wales actually and um <clears throat> it's about um it's a um these children that go and spend the summer at their um uh kind of like you know grandparents' place, basically, and they've got a they've got a um a, a dinner set up in the attic with owls on them, and it 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 transforms them in it takes them into the past and transforms them into these kind of folk these folk creatures um in rural Wales. It's really it's fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. Eight part series. Um, it was repeated loads and loads in the eighties. It's probably not been on TV since, but. If if you if you can't get to see the programme, definitely read the book, The Owls. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Marvelous. So it kind of that was that's that one's about Welsh folklore and, and history as well.
0: Okay, I'll keep an eye out for that. So <laughs> having done that, are we all set now to go for our scores and then what we're watching next? I oh I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, <laughs> join us after the break. The mists have cleared and the seals have prodded our little boat ashore. We can now step onto the shingle and uh, scoop up some healthy seaweed for what appears to be our fourth <laughs> batch of soup. <laughs> because that's the only food I can recall from this film. But let's find out the scores. As tradition dictates, I believe James, you're going first. Yeah, thank you, Hugh. Um
1: so I went into The Secret of Rowan Inish o- almost prepared to be a little bit disappointed, I guess. N- not not because of anything that I'd read about the film, but because um, it- it's an unknown children's film, really. And you th- kind of think to yourself, well, you know, children's films are going to be well known. But I do enjoy a good a good yarn. Um, I do enjoy a good a story about folk history and legends and stuff like that and I'm also a bit of a sucker for um, social history in films as well and the way that this film did that uh, together was fantastic I thought. Um, it it certainly reinforces my view that John Sayles as a director is a very underrated director and more people should watch his films I think um, because this is a really cracking example. The only thing I'd say is I uh, I I came into this podcast thinking I was going to give it one score and I've come out of it, as often happens, the conversations directed me toward another score and that is going to be five disembodied Crombie heads. Mainly because I think your enthusiasm, whether you give this five disembodied crumbby heads or not, is not really the point. But your enthusiasm for the film almost reinforced what I was thinking about it. I just needed someone to justify it because, in the end, it is a children's film. (laughs) 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 But I think it works on many levels. So for me, it's five disembodied crumbby heads.
0: Five disembodied crumbby heads. Interesting. Okay. Um. Coincidentally, I also came in thinking it was going to be one score and came out thinking it's going to be another score. And for very much the same reasons I've, having talked it through and um, relived the film. Again, I think that the strong storytelling and um, again, the the fact it pulled off what it meant to, what it could pull off with its budget mm. and its story and its and its its scope. It did fantastically well. It told the story it wanted to tell. And again, you came away feeling good, feeling warmed, feeling like you'd heard a good story. So I think on that merits, for me, it's going to be five as well. Oh, ho, ho. Full house. Full house for the secret revolution. I would not have thought that was gonna happen. Me neither. So
1: I was I was thinking of coming into it with four stars. Yeah. Um yes. but, but actually the conversation here, why wouldn't I give it five? What what yes. was wrong with it?
0: Yeah. For what was it was, nothing.
1: Same. So it's five well, that's fantastic. So it joins the ranks of Breaker Morant and <laughs> the court jester. <laughs> The Break Him Around, The Court Jester, and The Secret of Rowan Inish. The three greatest films to have ever been made. <laughs> That's it. We, we want to roll at the moment, though.
0: Oh, yeah, We've had we some don't.
1: cracking cracking films lately. Well,
0: don't worry, I'll, I'll bring us down.
1: No, <laughs> oh, never that, Hugh. Never that. Go on then, Hugh. So after, after the joys of The Secret of Rowan Inish, yes. what will we be watching in March?
0: In March, we will be watching... Somewhere in time.
1: Ooh, somewhere in time. Intriguing. <laughs> I'm going to go with a science fiction film, probably a
0: romance too. I've never okay. heard of it. Interesting. Okay. Well, we will by March, but until then, <laughs> that somewhere is Rowan ish and that time is now, and it's bedtime. So, <laughs> I will. Uh, I hope uh, you'll appreciate the uh, seal of approval we've given to the film. <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> let's end it now, please. And I will wish you a very healthy and a happy weekend at Crombies.
1: Good evening, all.
0: Weekend at
1: Crombies. That seaweed soup looks
0: as appetising as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> have you never had lava bread? I don't think I have, no. Ooh, well, when you next visit, I'll get a big pound of lava bread and I'll cook it up okay. some, some cockles.
1: Um, oh well look what you're saying but you know did you say bacon and cockles bacon and cockles i'll be there tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> just ho- hold on the seaweed <laughs> <laughs> i'm all up for bacon and cockles you oh, i didn't say bacon
0: and cockles i said sorry, seaweed sorry sorry bacon and scallops oh my god yeah bacon scallops and a nice slab of love bread i'll be there tonight <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, have you ever seen lava bread? I don't think I have. It, I doesn't, have done, it I looks nothing like bread. Bread is an ironic term in that it, people ate it to sustain themselves. It oh, looks right. like, um, a best way to have alien matter. <laughs> oh, God. It's a, it's, it's oh, slimy. Madame
1: Monsieur, with this alien matter, you
0: are really spoiling us. It's slimy. <laughs> it's, it's viscous. It's, Ugh. it's so incredibly dark green. It might as well be black, um. And you wonder why you lost your job at the Welsh <coughs> Tourist Board. <laughs> <laughs> huh?